0: Welcome to Conversation Mill. Join me as I talk to individuals stepping out to pursue their passions, from small business owners to community leaders, and learn with me how we can work together to support our local communities and local economies. Visit conversationmill.com to learn more, but now please join us in conversation. If you know me, you know I break for goats. So to sit down with John and Rachel Palacino and talk all things goats, including the benefits of raw milk, was an educational pleasure. John and Rachel bring their love for people to their farm and to the goat milk soap they create. They started in raw goat's milk to address John's migraines, but quickly saw the benefits it could provide to others. After a tragic accident necessitated a lifestyle and career change, John and Rachel launched full-time into creating red clay soap. I know you will enjoy getting to know John and Rachel through our conversation today, but I also encourage you to continue to learn and research more about the benefits of raw milk. And if you are interested in learning more about creating your own goat farm, you can attend the upcoming Goat Farming Basics Workshop, September 24th, that John and Rachel will be hosting at their farm, Double Blessings Farm. Space is limited, but you can visit redclaysoap.com to secure your spot today. Join me now in conversation with Red Clay Soap. Well, this Wisconsin girl is really happy to be on a farm today. I can tell you that much. It's not a dairy farm, but a goat farm. Um, So I would love for you guys to tell us about the goats that you have on this farm and what you are up to with your goat's milk.
1: Well, yes, we, we have been a certified, a DHEC certified dairy since about 2000. Got our first goats in 1998. And we decided it would be a good idea to get certified because people began to knock on the door and say, we really need this goat milk. Mm. And so um, I joke about not wanting to bootleg the liquid gold. <laughs> so we wanted to make sure that we got certified. I was carrying a RN license at the time. And so we wanted to make sure that everybody knew that it was a grade A dairy and DHEC came out and checked the milk. And so we've been selling the milk for years. But that uh, became... um Another small business through that with some of the milk, and that's when red clay soap came on the scene. Uh, not more than midway through about the year two thousand,
2: two Now you, Rachel, was making soap the whole time, just as a hobby, because the herd started to grow pretty quick. In the early days, it was hard to to call and to, and to we became attached to everyone, and it was, so we kept growing the herd and growing the herd, and by by 2005 we probably had uh we had um 50 animals.
1: Oh wow. Yeah. That was including all the babies cuz goats usually it's common for twins but triplets is not uncommon either. And um you know it, it, there's a joke about how many goats is too much and everybody has a, a varying sense of what is goat hoarding and, and what should be called and and what's an obsession, what's an addiction. And, Mm -hmm. and then what really needs to move on to another place. I didn't say plate. I said place. Place. Uh (laughs) (laughs) And so that was just a lot of work. I was still working as a nurse part-time. He was traveling in, in video work and we just decided, um, we, we need to regroup and we don't, we were milking by hand up to 80 gallons a week. Mm -hmm. and taking it around the upstate to different stores and it's still the same today if you don't have your own hay fields to generate um the feed you need for the winter uh you have to get to the point where there's a mathematical balance of how many mouths to feed is too many mouths compared to how much you can actually get
2: for Uh, this fluid milk income sure to balance it out
1: so to back
0: up a little bit, you mentioned the mm-hmm. certification process to become a grade A dairy.
1: Mm-hmm. What is that process like? Well, and if should there be a DHEC person out there, um, they don't even like us to use that term anymore uh-huh. uh, of grade A, and I just find out it recently. they just like you to say DHEC certified, certified yeah. And really, um, I will say this for our DHEC agents in South Carolina when it comes to the raw milk movement, they've always been a part of it. They've always been supportive of it. They've always seen the benefits of it. They 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 also grant the freedom to do it. Whereas the states around us and many others in the country even to have cow or goat milk shares is is getting really difficult. Yes. Um and so we've been liberated in that area for years and I call them the good old boys. They're not going to change. That's great. Um even though they've had peer pressure they're not going to change. So you'll see dappled all over South Carolina, uh, raw sheep, raw cow, raw goat. And I don't know how many there are left. It kind of go ebbs and flows. There'll be some that'll start and then, you know, they'll kind of crash and burn. And then others will start and there's there's longevity.
2: It's pretty labor intensive. We've seen probably, uh, we lost count actually, but there's probably well beyond a dozen farms that, you know, started and, and, and stopped in the past 20 years that we've seen this happen.
0: And do you think that's because they grow too fast and can't keep up with what they're doing? Because maybe they start like you guys, too people. That's one of the
2: reasons. I mean, that can be, they can also not project far, far enough or wise enough how much labor this was really going to take?
1: Mm. It does. It does change your life. So I'll answer. I'll try to answer that other question about DHEC. Um, we what they require is obviously. Hello, everybody likes this. The, the cleanliness factor. Exactly. There's a certain amount of of sinks you have to have. You know, you have to have a, the station set up the way they want it. And John, you could talk it's about It's regulated
2: that. very well. Like anything, it's it's primarily a safety issue and it has to be processed a certain way and you have to follow the rules. Three things. And 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 the three, yeah, wash, rinse, sanitize, you know, standard like restaurant stuff. Sure. And and so uh it it's really for a public protection uh and, and so we would expect because you're selling to the public a, a, especially a raw product.
1: And, and the wh- temperature, mm-hmm. oh excuse uh, me, uh, the oh, temperature control has to go to a certain level within two hours. Right, right.
2: Well, and the information was prevalent about the benefits, the health benefits and nutritional benefits of the raw product. Mm-hmm. And once you pasteurize and homogenize, uh, especially the pasteurization process, process, just is not necessary.
1: Well, it takes away all the good things that come out of that. I say the liquid gold, mm-hmm. everything that you need for gut health, because the, the client's... All right, we're not making a medical claim on this podcast. No, not I will at all. say that this this information is out there. So I'm not playing Doctor Rach. I'm saying that they let's just put a, a quote, they say that children who drink raw goat milk have less need for their nebulizer if they have asthma, asthmatic right. episodes. Um, when I was in the OR, I worked a lot in the ear, nose, and throat, and I would tell the guys, "Can you just." I would say this. Can you just kind of get some of these kids off uh, cow milk for a while? Just see what happens. Mm -hmm. You know, just see what happens. Maybe it'll help their congestion because that was the main reason we started. John had congestions and headaches. Mm -hmm. The kids had congestion, and there was a complete change in their respiratory system when we moved to raw
2: goat milk. And it was actually very quick. We had a naturopathic uh, chiropractor who said, do an elimination diet, go off the cow dairy, and, and you'll know. You'll know within a couple of weeks, and sure enough, I couldn't have been. It had to be less than a month, th- two to three weeks. It's like everything dried up.
0: And it was it because of the cow, the pasteurized cow milk, or just because it was cow cow milk.
1: Well, I think that there are there are there are dairy people I've talked to that are cow, and they'll say that their raw cow milk does not have the effects of the mm-hmm. pasteurization homogenization. So I I will support that I because of the allergies that they have just. In cow milk alone, um, I'm not going to go and do that test because we're doing well, um, but I could believe that that could be true. But but once you heat treat it, every enzyme in there, everything for your natural health, is now been. You know, heated away, boiled away, it's whatever. It's,
2: it's been killed. And so yes.
1: we did have old-timey doctors that would send their patients that had ulcers. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, lot, some mm-hmm. open-heart surgeons you can read about the ones on there would put their post-op patients on raw goat milk. It kept Gandhi alive. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you have? I actually just listened to a podcast about it Gandhi was a drinking goat milk and how yes. his wife, his yeah. wife,
1: kind of had to sneak it in there. Yes, she did with his holistic yes. doctor because he was so adamant. And yeah. it saved his life. So he, you,
2: he got to the point later on, you see him getting on the plane with his goat. Not yeah. boat, goat on a go, rope. Goat, whatever, go goat, goat on, on a, rope a rope in a boat. He yeah. Him with him.
0: So, okay. So let's back up because there's a lot of good information there. And this is something that I have conversations with people about all the time about how I'm so apprehensive to go to doctors because I don't like when they don't give me a holistic option or right. they don't give mm-hmm. me a natural option mm-hmm. first. Yes. And that's never the first thing. No. In my experience, right. in my limited experience, because I've just been researching things and then healing myself. Mm-hmm. So um, that's one of my things about going to doctors is it scares me because you're going to make me feel bad because I don't want to take a pill to heal this right. if I don't have to. Now, right. there are things, modern medicine is beautiful. There are some things you should definitely take yes. medication for. Sure. So that's like my disclaimer to sure. that. And we're
2: not against How, that.
0: Yeah. However, there are certain things that taking a natural product like goats, raw goat's milk is going to help or heal. It's true. Where else can people find and read more about this if they want to? Because it's just us talking on a
1: podcast. Mm -hmm. I would suggest a book by Jordan Rubin. And I wish I had the title, but he was near death at his college age. He was skin and bone from Crohn's disease. And um, he got on raw goat milk. And it was a game changer. Now, he did other holistic things to build his body back up, but what it did for his gut health, and I know that's the big buzzword right now, but what it did for his gut literally changed his life. So, getting back to that pro golfer, I will not mention his name, but his nutritionist said, when you get to the upstate, you need to get, you need to find a certified raw milk dairy and you need to stay on it. While you're traveling, and so they would come down from that area of the Upstate Mm -hmm. where famous golfers go Uh and pick up their half a gallon of milk for him. So that because that's what they did to cook. So if I've if I've got to make muffins or or fettuccine sauce or cheese for lasagna, or yes, ice cream even we made last night for some company, uh, it's everything is goat milk. It's 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 the same uh, ratio it's just a replacement um i will say that i read i read a very heady article that you as a researcher will find very interesting about the is it an enzyme something released in the process of homogenization that's a known carcinogen and very bad for your health Mm -hmm. and something about this catalyst in homogenization is like a no-go um
2: and that happens when, because the, the reason that they have to do that is because goat milk is naturally homogenized. Oh. So nothing close not to the to top in fat form. Fat globules are so small, our body can assimilate it.
1: So the molecules are so different, and I'll use a big medical term, not that big. It doesn't aggregate in your vessels. Mm. So that's why the cardiologists like it. There's a colleague, cardiologist, he's not from this country, left his lucrative practice. Why? To sell freeze-dried goat milk. And start a freeze-dried goat milk company, because he knew that this would not clump in your vessels. We had some kids that were failure to thrive, and the pediatrician was like up babies. in arms. Yeah, there was no formula that worked. Guess who was taking care of the babies? Grandma. Mm-hmm. Grandma came, got the goat milk. Guess who got chubby little folds? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And the pediatrician, whatever you're doing is great. Yeah. Well, we're doing what you never suggested.
0: Well, and that that makes total sense to me because. Humanity has survived pre- all right, of these things. Right. And that's mm-hmm. always my argument to modernization mm-hmm. and quote unquote, progress is, but we've survived. Yeah,
2: what did they used to do
0: without all these things? Mm-hmm. Right. So if, if it's a complete
1: food, yes, it's a complete food. And when you look up the 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 com- constituents of raw goat milk, okay, everyone's heard this. It's the closest to, to mom's milk, milk. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so easily digestible. The casein is different. The protein. The mm-hmm. So sure. that's why people who like, oh my gosh, I just had you know uh, a milkshake. And like, okay, where's the restroom at this, you know, fair, at South Carolina Fairgrounds? Mm-hmm. And they know it because they're cramping right away. And so it really does not affect you the way it, the, the cow milk does. Mm-hmm. The other thing is getting back to another situation is eczema. They talk about children who drink raw goat milk don't have as many um, flare-ups mm-hmm. with their eczema, which is why we think the soap with
2: work so well yes so
1: well and that's not a medical claim these are known facts you could just click around yeah this Mm -hmm. is all out there no fact checker is going to say that's not true and that book by
0: jordan rubin was patient heal that i he- patient, Heal Thyself. Yes, mm-hmm. that is yep. it.
1: Thank you it's for pulling It's a good that up. read about what happened to him and his journey mm-hmm. to good health again.
2: Mm-hmm. And there's another resource that we recommend often, and it is um, the uh, Weston A. Price Foundation. Is that, is that oh, not it? Yeah. Weston A. Price Foundation. And they have been around for a long time.
1: Are, would, they, would I say that they're really lobbyists in D.C.? Because there are people in surrounding states that use the Weston A. Price Foundation to try to get a voice yeah. to these powers that be of mm-hmm. why are you so opposed to this?
2: But our biggest thing is that the, the humans need it. It's, yeah. it's like pure medicine to the gut. Mm-hmm. And to think that all a person has to do, a little family can get two animals and take care of themselves... With this healthy drink, for generation, why is this? You know this this needs to be easily accessible.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. This is why I tell people don't keep buying milk from us. <laughs> don't, just get a goat. Get a, get a goat. Okay. I mean, not not everybody can be in Silverleaf and Sugar Creek and you know uh, wherever you do that, North but. Hills and get that. But I mean, if you really. So sometimes it takes very little to be sustainable and sometimes that's yes. two miniature breed goats and it's just enough. It's mm-hmm. just enough. Um and it's doable especially you have woods. By the way, you don't need pasture. Mm-hmm. Goats love woods. Yeah. Let's just talk about how they're not grazers really, they're browsers. So give me all the woods. And you know, let me clear they'll it.
2: Eat your brambles give your- me the kudzu and your you know, woodsy yeah. thicket.
1: They need the woody stems for good health.
0: So circling back to only about 20 states do allowing the raw milk.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and in South Carolina, clearly we're blessed by having, you know, freedoms right, right. when it comes to that. What would you say to somebody living in a state where they don't have raw milk On the state level,
1: who should they be writing to, going to, where should they start? I think they should start with the Weston A. Price Foundation. I I think they should start with a grassroots movement. Mm -hmm. But I will say it doesn't take a lot to get certified if you wanted to sell it. Mm -hmm. Because years ago on our little Texas property, we I call them the clipboard people. And they had a few people that came on a mini tour that were kind of official-like, and they wanted to show them that you can be certified on a very small scale and mm-hmm. it's still work. Mm-hmm. And we, because our tell her the size of your original processing well, see, our room. Our original
2: processing room was just built for us. We didn't sure. know we were going to become these people. So I just built a barn and our processing room was a, a six by eight. Oh, wow. Can you imagine? Yeah. With a triple sink in it and an ice maker. And it was just for me. Yeah. I could turn around in a standing, standing position. That's all <laughs> right. I could do. But all I had to do was process the mill. Mm-hmm. and and when they saw how clean and how tight, and it was like, well, I'm never quite seen it done this way, but it works. You know, when we came here, we refined every we had we had used that dairy for close to twenty two years, I guess, and then we moved here four years ago, and uh, this barn was already existing, but pretty much empty. So we, like were able, we were able we were able to configure okay. it exactly the way we wanted. And I was able to solve every issue I had at the other barn, and it's just i I think it's it's state of the art for me mm-hmm. uh, for a small turn, a small time operation uh but with big time results I mean we turn it out um everybody doesn't have to have that kind of facility you right. can do this in your backyard we we encourage people you know we call it homesteading yeah or you know, backyard dairy mm-hmm. and you you and a family of four with two animals and a small pen and a hut, and you're good to go.
0: We, let's back up a little bit and talk about what you guys did before you got into this. I mean, you've mentioned that you were a nurse, so mm-hmm. you were kind of already in that
1: healthcare. that
0: yeah in healthcare mm-hmm. in that mindset of mm-hmm. how you know how do I take care of myself, how do I take care of people. But tell us a little bit more about each of your backgrounds, career wise, because how did you pivot that to what
1: you're doing now? Um, well, I'll tell you what we. Um,
2: well, we can start from the. I'll start with start just from the headaches fu- because the health wise, you know, pain is a high motivator, and it got Damn. to the point where I, I was so frustrated. You know, a migraine every week. Come on, we got to get to the bottom of this, and we finally got. I, I got frustrated enough to say, we got to find out what what's causing this.
1: Well, so when we did the elimination diet years ago, and then we realized that you know that the the cow milk was a problem. First first my second born too, and now we found out Tony, you so, know, so
2: two of our, children um, and probably a third. That he just won't admit it. So oh, I'm so
1: glad I
0: don't have problems with dairy. I'm from Wisconsin, and oh, I yeah. oh yeah, I'm I'm full of cheese. It's actually what <laughs> well, runs through my Well, because he'll go
1: downtown. <laughs> he had guests from Georgia, and they went downtown for crepes. Well, everything that he ordered had milk cream. in it and mm-hmm. cream, and, cream. Good and everything. And so, ugh, I, you know, I hate to say this, but we had to pop two Advil. Yeah. I said, what did you have today? And it's not like he's seven, but I want to know, what did you eat today? And there's just, you know, you launch. You, you race to launch. If, if you know this is going to give you a headache, okay, there's nothing mommy can do. Mm-hmm. So in this situation, we had so much kudzu on Little Texas Road. Mm-hmm. We knew we were going to have to go. To another form of milk because we weren't willing to give it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah,
2: he just says, cut, "Doctor says cut out all dairy." Well, last name is Palacino, and you're going to say no cheese, no milk, no scamots. I mean, you, this isn't going to fly.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what we did was we said, well, "You know what? It's time yeah. to get some goats to clear all this, and and we'll milk them. Mm. You know, like you just say, easy peasy." And so um, we're not gonna talk about the first one we got as a as a test no, that ended not. up in no, Paris Mountain no. No. we we owned it for about forty two no, seconds. But, we did a lot but of he, did, he did he get it was like a test goat like like uh-huh. come, come over here and see if you eat. He was a wild thing with big horn. Oh, is it scary. And then he decided he was free range. Yeah, well yeah. Well, Very free. He went to Very another free. farm. No, not a plate. <laughs> and um and so we go, okay, let's regroup. And so I began to research, research different dairy goat breeds and then I went to something a little bit more reputable called the American Dairy Goat Association, and and Denise um, was selling La Manchas, and she had uh, one or two in milk, I believe, mm-hmm. and I think one in milk and a friend because they have to go and. And La Mancha is that a good dairy goat? Also smart dairy goat. American bread here. The only one it's here, a little
2: bit funny looking, so not everybody likes what they look like. Go they for have ears issues with your ears. Okay,
1: they <laughs> but, look like but they aliens. Are very good,
2: very good dairy breed.
1: Um, do, a, do a good butter fat. Easy in the milk stand, we got two from her and one. We did. She sold me one as a really good discount. I mean, huge because you want him to have a kid, friend. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and she thought it was broken. She mm-hmm. thought it just
1: had reproductive issues. So within like three weeks, maybe two, we hear this little sound in the field. Oh, and wow. I called her and I said, "I said Denise, you sold me this for a lot of money off because you thought she was kind of reproductively." Flawed, Challenge. and I said, "But there's a little cute, fluffy white baby in my field. It's <laughs> adorable." And I said, "Do I need to bring? I need to bring the baby to you?" Yeah, she goes, "Oh no, you're just double blessed." And I said, in every southern accent you can imagine, I just said that "Thank you, Jesus." <laughs> <So> we <laughs> because, named the
2: farm Double Blessing Farm,
1: and I would milk like the first five years um in the morning because he. It's funny, he said, I'll never I don't really want to do that. So I would be doing that like five or five thirty and coming in St. Francis on two wheels. And uh-huh. back then the nurses made fun of me, the doctors made fun of me. They thought it was just the the weirdest thing. And now it's the coolest thing. We yeah. were like before our time, this is nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. Now it's like, oh wow, you got chicken. Oh wow, you wanna go? And then and then when it's funny when they say you're living our dream. I uh, uh no, because we don't only go to weddings and funerals. Right, you know, right. We don't like get on a plane and go to Hawaii. We, we you know, we are home. It's a commitment. It's, it's a, a commitment. Total especially commitment, especially
0: on this type of level too, with right. what you're doing. Right. Yes.
2: So back to your question, she was she was milking early on. She because in the beginning, I kind of considered this her idea. <laughs> I wasn't. But you totally, capitulated. During- I wasn't totally on board right up front. <laughs> but I I was a contractor, so I could build whatever we needed. So I was committed to that regard because I wasn't saying no. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and, but she would get up early. I mean, we're talking like five o'clock and she'd go milk before she left for work. because she had to be in the OR by seven. <sighs> so it was quite a commitment, especially on her part, getting us rolling. But then that only lasted for a, a year or two. Oh, five years!
1: And then I got the oh, flu. That's the. And <laughs> I got the flu, and you were forced Somewhere to learn how to milk the line, them. She
2: did get sick, and then it was like you're gonna have to go. I knew how to milk. Yeah. It's just, uh, she was doing it, so I let her do it. Uh, and, and then, <laughs> oh, and then it came, it came to that that point where you know I can't, I can't, I can't move. You got to do this, and and that day everything flipped, mm-hmm. and so I basically took over and never looked back. I was like, if she can do it, I can do it, and yeah. so we just uh, we just flipped. And then I became the milker and then we were growing the herd, like I said, and we were talking morning chores were running two and a half hours. We were milking 18 to, to eight, 19 animals by hand. Wow. And I was a, a television producer at the time and, and, uh, also a pastor. And so, you know, we just had to work a schedule that allowed me to do the, still do those things. And, um, And then when we finally had an aha moment about the, you know, this is not profitable enough, then that's when the soap business actually was born. And it happened concurrently with another bit of a tragedy that occurred in 2011. So this is about back another, no, it's been about 11 years now, hasn't Mm -hmm. it? In 11. So in the middle of all this, Rach had a a serious brain injury, a, a traumatic brain injury, and our whole lives changed again. And everything stopped. So she couldn't nurse any, couldn't be a nurse anymore. I couldn't travel anymore. Everything came home. And so now everything, you know, my son said, look, you can't do what you were doing. So let's just launch this goat milk soap that you've been making because people love it and you know how to do it. So let's make it a business.
1: We were on the precipice of talking to an investor right before the accident about getting soap processed in a huge plant in New England that makes for like Lancome, Kiss My Face, Avon, Oil of Olay and all
2: the big names, And yeah. they,
1: and they, you know, of course, we knew it was assembly line stuff, and we wanted, we were so naive. Let's just give them our little recipe and they'll, they'll do it for us now, won't they?
2: Yeah. No, well, they strung us along. We were coming all the way to the end and we were going to place our first order with them. It was with, time to wow. sign 5,000 bars. Time to sign on the line. And we <laughs> said, you know, you've got our recipe and you're going to follow it, right? And I said, well, you know, we've already got a, a certain line that we're going to use. <laughs> and then after it comes out, then we'll inject it with, with an ounce two of goat milk and you're good to go and we're like what
1: Mm-mm. so we found
2: out just before we were signing that they weren't going to do our recipe at all
1: they said we wow. really can't do this
2: no no because we were using fresh goat milk 25 percent in every bar
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's a i thank you so much for sharing that story because i think that's so so important for people to hear especially You had the integrity about your product Mm -hmm. too, though, and were and were connected to it, which is so important. And if you're coming to it with integrity, and you're saying this is a handmade product, or this is 25 percent goat's milk, Mm -hmm. and now somebody's gonna do 10 percent, how you know how
1: do you feel at the end of that uh, process? We we We, we wouldn't
2: let it happen. It it just can't go that way. Mm
1: -hmm. They would get massive quantities, tractor trailers of of soap
2: shreds. This is soap mm. that's already made,
1: already made with the lye process. So then that goes through their big industrial mm-hmm. machines. So it's
2: an unscented soap shred, and then they make it into whatever they're going to make. It, it into.
1: However, whatever kind of uh, oils you wanted, fragrances you wanted. I know for me personally, you know, if I ever go and I, I haven't been in there in years, but if I go in TJ Maxx and I go through that mm. soap thing, mm-hmm. like uh, literally, it's almost a migraine. Which just, just commercial why we make ours now they all have individual scents and you can smell them yeah but they're not overwhelming no because i don't want to give anybody a migraine Mm -hmm. and i you know and i want to list the ingredients because my goodness if you're allergic to lemongrass which happens to be my niece it happens Mm -hmm. um i want you to know there's lemongrass in here Right. right you can't do lavender and that gives you a migraine that's not uncommon i want you to know there's lavender in here and the biggest thing people are getting allergic to coconut oil now oh even organic Can't do coconut oil. So I had some ladies, too, that were under radiation treatment for for breast cancer. And they actually came to us and said, you know what? We can't do the coconut oil in here. Can you make us a a single oil-based soap, and preferably olive oil, Mm -hmm. which is how the Castile Bar and the Lavender Fields came about? Tell me about the ingredients
0: that are in your soap because you are listing them all. So we already covered and obviously the prep, you know, anything that's proprietary, don't share, but sure. um you guys are listing all the ingredients mm-hmm. on your on your mm-hmm. product. Yes. And what are some of those ingredients that you're putting in there? Uh
2: honestly, honestly the the ingredients we're using are not that special. You go online and you you click on different kind of recipes. Olive oil, coconut oil, palm oil and castor oil are common soap-making oils. Mm -hmm. Now, everybody's recipe is different,
1: sure, but those are very common,
2: very common. Mm -hmm. So that's not what's making it special. What we believe is making our bar special is the goat milk. Mm -hmm. Because when we first started, we were told by several people that it wasn't going to work. We decided we wanted to replace all of the water that you have to use to reconstitute the lye. The liquid factor of the recipe, you couldn't replace it completely with milk. You just had to dilute it, and you can add some milk, but you can't replace it with all milk. And we kept experimenting and experimenting and saying, "Why?" You know, goes back to that question. Somebody tells you you can't be done. Well, that's why we're going to try it, right? Because why can't it be done? Why? Why can it not be done? And we never found a good reason. Mm
1: -hmm. And so
2: we we don't dilute our goat milk at all. It's pure goat milk, and no distilled water. That's what's making. Mm-hmm. It's so good for your skin. Because the, the pH of the goat milk is almost exactly the same as the human skin.
1: What's the common denominator? The fresh goat milk. yeah mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. the the magic bullet. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why Cleopatra bathed in milk. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um but they are such there is such thing as milk baths. Yeah. You know. And and I believe it's 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 what's on outside that you're using and it's what inside that you're mm-hmm. ingesting that makes the difference, you know, in mm-hmm. your in your health. And um And so, again, I feel like we needed to get to the point where the recipe stayed the same. Right. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: And when we found out that, you know, back to that other story, when they were going to alter it, we shut the whole thing down. We're like, you know what? We have to do this ourselves. Yeah. If they're not going to do what we asked, we have to do it ourselves.
1: And then we got away. Now, for the first few years until I found out I had a nut allergy. And I don't know about shea butter, you know, how how that would affect me. But, you know, like almond oil is real big in skincare. Shea Mm -hmm. butter Frankly, the recipe that we have, I prefer over some of those early ones that sometimes we're like, we use at the holiday. Like I had an apple butter with shea butter. I'm telling you the way he proportioned his lie discount and the ratios of these oils. And let me say this very clearly for the ones that are worried about any primate that is not having, you know,
2: good palm leaves to eat. Not having dinner tonight.
1: Right. We (laughs) have, this is sourced. So far from sourced. that problem, organically sourced. Responsibly. And I can show you, even though it's a podcast, the paperwork to prove mm-hmm. it. It's organic, organic, sustainable oh. palm oil because there's some palm people out there. Thank you. Yeah, I, I did hear you
0: mention that and I had that like tucked away in my brain to ask you when we got done so thank you no no you know
1: us we love all animals there's
2: one other factor that also makes a really big difference between the commercials what we call commercial soaps and ours or no and handmade soap Mm -hmm. and that is that the handmade process keeps and preserves all of the natural glycerin in the soap and it's the glycerin that brings the majority of the the feel that you have on your skin when you're Uh. done using it The commercial soaps strip all of that out because Mm -hmm. they can make more money with that making other products. Mm -hmm. Other byproducts. And so Mm -hmm. then they inject other foaming, artificial foaming agents and lathering agents to make it feel that way again, but it's no longer real soap. Uh. So the commercial soaps tend to be more, we consider them more as detergents, which is that will strip the oil right off your skin and you'll feel good while you're in there. But when you come out, give it 20 or 30 minutes and you're itchy. Right. Because you, you want to keep those natural skin. oils exactly. of your Yes. Of
0: exactly. your skin. I think this is such a perfect, and, and we didn't plan it this way when we talked at the farmer's market of what we were going to talk about today. But I love the way the conversation's going because it's really taking us back to what the heart of this podcast is, which is by keeping things local and mm-hmm. by keeping things on a smaller scale and – and knowing who's behind making your product mm-hmm. it changes the game like it changes right, everything right. it becomes mm-hmm. healthier for you on a spiritual level it's better for you cuz you're connected to the person that's making your product mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and almost you almost
2: relational yes
0: and you <laughs> you can feel comfortable like you mentioned those customers that were going through chemo treatments mm-hmm. being able to come down and say hey coconut oils we can't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. What could you do for us? And mm-hmm. you have the ability to make that. Mm-hmm. And you're not just servicing those two women. Now you're servicing anybody who might be Absolutely. going through chemo and and it's yep. done. The product's made and it all was developed through that relationship. But again, you guys using that example of we almost signed this really big deal with a big manufacturer – We see how when you go that big, they have no choice but to start making some of these cuts to save money, whether that's for payroll, whether that's for health benefits for their employees, whatever it may be. It might not even be that they're super greedy. I don't don't want to, for lack of a better word, it's just part of a machine. Yes, it, it becomes a machine. It becomes impersonal. Because when you grow, that's what happens. And yeah. there is greed included in that as well, because some of these companies go public and now they have shareholders mm-hmm. and they have margins they have to hit. Where on a local level, yes, you're going to be impacted a lot more if you can't move that product financially on your end. Right. But if you build those relationships, you also have the ability to sustain when other things in the economy might be going wrong mm-hmm. because people. Are going to come back to you because they have that relationship with you. And to
1: hitchhike on that, that happened when, um, when the the pandemic pandemic appeared, and mm-hmm. and and that those calendars over there, can you see them printed, Rebecca? Yes. And John prints every year. They were full of sticky notes of all the schools and all the nursing homes that were coming. Right. And then this happened. The tool for tours. To- sure. for tours. I, I just remember being in here crying and just taking all the stickers mm. off to yeah. make a blank calendar, and yeah. everything stopped. And I'm just gonna say this. Going back to the local relationship, we didn't ask for this. It's so easy to go on Facebook and just cry and say, "Can I have a GoFundMe?" Because you know, right. I, how, what am I gonna do? What happened was, people who were using the product were so concerned we were going to go out of business. We had a pocket of people from another state that all ordered our soap, mm. and they they sponsored a goat. They said, "What can we do?"
2: in March of 2020. Have
1: our soap. <laughs> and then we had some people in the community knock on our door. Mm-hmm. It's humbling, yes, but it's so it's so loving. It's mm-hmm. it's so nurturing. It's so what work our community is well, about, the
2: really mm-hmm. relational. Yeah. It's it's a it, these are real people who are making a real thing that I really want to help.
1: And so yeah. it, it it blows my mind when people who might be th- their first visit to the TR market and they'll say, "Did you make this soap?" or or so do you have a goat farm? And we'll have pictures of goats, and yeah. you know, you know, goat milk soap. And John has this beautiful chalkboard goat milk soap with the prices. And so very few people actually read the signage these days. And every time people actually do, I say, "Are you a teacher?" They go, "No, I'm just very interested." Um, but that's what we find, and that is why when we came here, the first thing we thought, the first thing he thought, this rhymes, is parking lot. Uh-huh. We've got to have a place mm-hmm. for people to park. Yes.
2: Because they're going to want to come.
1: But we make these tours. The tour price hasn't changed, mm-hmm. In whether you want to have a Ever. birthday party mm-hmm. or, or whether you want to have yeah. a, a shower or a wine and cheese party with your, you know, whatever.
2: But we want to make it affordable for the schools.
1: Yeah. So that price hasn't changed since we started the tours. And then the concerts kind of morphed. And by the way, plug November, is it 4th? 4th. We're going back to Jazz in the Farm because people have asked. You know, we've got a food truck lined up and that's November 4th.
0: And so- this And I can vouch that the events on the farm are good. I came yeah. for a Christmas. There you go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Christmas one, that was wonderful. And I got to hug a goat. Yes. So.
1: And that's how the Blueberry Festival started. Uh, we would always go to Roper Mountain for their July Blueberry Fest mm-hmm. and it shut down. And I just had this little voice on my head say, you do it. You're outside, you do it. Mm-hmm. And it and it and people just came. Mm-hmm. And the vendors did great. We said, okay, then we need to do other vendor events. So that morphs to last year, we started the October Grateful Market. We had one a few years ago and it was just in November. And they said, well, why not have it the whole month of October? And it was so successful. Because again, in this relationship of community, they're here to support every other vendor we have here. A little girl face creations. We want to give young entrepreneurs, uh, uh, you know, kind of like, Their first start. start, I love that. And Faith made a lot of money with her incredible crocheted stuffed animals. I mean, my Uh, grandkids got two of them. And she was like, I I think she was in disbelief. And a lot of these people are, is it bivocational? I mean, they're doing this artisan thing on the side, but they actually have a real nine to five. But this is something they've loved to do. They've decided to branch out and we want to make that mm-hmm. outlet for you. These are not people you'll see at the downtown market or the TR market uh, mm-hmm. but they're people that want to get their foot in the door and say, you know, like, remember Horton, here's a who? And yes. they say in the, in the little plant, we are here, we are here. We want the community to know that they are here. And if mm-hmm. they come in October and meet them face to face, they might just send them a message on Instagram and say, you know, I bought that candle or I I bought that, that uh, apron, that farm apron and I've got a cousin who's got like 17 chickens now can i order an apron we want to launch you Mm -hmm. because we know what it's like to do this small business thing and we want them to know that we've got their back
0: and i think what i'd love to do is come for one of the markets and just set up the podcast and let the entrepreneurs come and talk about their goods and then we'll we'll post it
1: wonderful and
0: then everybody can hear a little bit of what everybody's doing and kind of get a taste of it and they can find them on instagram and and if they can't make it to a market because they don't live here they can look them up on their website and, and order would, something that
1: you know what yeah. you brilliant did anybody <laughs> tell you that today cuz you need to know that not you're today, brilliant not today thank you um and so that's so then going back to to that is what we want to promote here mm-hmm. um i i have to say i love rtr community what um, makes traveler's rest so special
0: like what ha- is it the local government there that's done this is it the local entrepreneurs that have really gotten together because that's what i keep hearing um mm-hmm. from going that's that's the farmer's market i go to there's just something about it that's very inviting i it's a I little know, bit of a drive for a me of but it's cheers
1: great. it's like yeah. the first time we walked into the travelers rest and seat hey leah there's a plug for you commercial um it's just like you were family No, and I really mean that. The first time I walked in there, there was a synergy. There was a connection. They Mm -hmm. were farmers, not goat farmers, but it was like, this is where I'm going. I don't want a big box. I'm going to get my grain here. I'm going to get my buckets here. You know what I mean? There was just something about them. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we met people around the community in schools, and it was like, these people are wonderful.
2: Mm -hmm. Where if you you have an issue, you have something going on, you say it to somebody, and and it's not going to become— Necessarily gossip or hearsay. It's going to be, I know somebody who can help you, and you need to call this person, and and it's going to be it's going to be good for you.
0: I think that's a, a incredible because there's so many small communities that are on the verge of of kind of becoming what travelers rest is, where you're seeing entrepreneurs coming out, and you're seeing a lot of diversity and and a lot of different things and, and small things, but it's that unlock of are we all talking to each other, though, or are we scared to talk okay, to each other yeah. or are we, you know, whatever the past of maybe our community is. And so we're now we're divided. It That seems I, I love that you said that, that it's like we we can talk to each other without it being there's no feud in the town, without if you will. Devices, like, even if it's yes. yeah, even yeah. if it's like unconscious bias or whatever mm-hmm. your town may have, mm-hmm. it, If we stop talking to each other, yeah, nothing's going to get done. Mm -hmm. So just being able to go out there and start talking to people. And it takes one person to start having conversations
1: and and build that. But, you know, everybody does know you. And Mm -hmm. I feel like there's so many people I could go to. And when people come to the market, there's times that people have come and you knew they were like to burst out in tears. And I'll pull them away and say, is everything okay?" And some have just broken out in tears. And I mean, like, that's why it was so hard during the past two years. Like, I'm like a hugger.
0: Yeah, to not. Have oh,
1: that. and so so there is a particular sense of togetherness, mm-hmm. and it's not fabricated, and it is not fake, mm-hmm. and um, and I love that, and and we kind of had that when we lived in a little town in Kentucky and Indiana. And a plug for TR, we're, I I think we're number one. I know we're number one, our TR market in South Carolina, Mm. and we're like number four in the region or something, Southeast. We're climbing. And we're climbing. If people want to vote for the TR farmers market, they're well-deserving of an accolade for what they're doing with our community.
0: What is that, that? Makes us not relational anymore. Like, why are we so disconnected? And why are we like, oh my gosh, this is so rare. Travelers dressed in this, when that sh- it sh- this shouldn't be the exception to the rule. I mean, and I'm sure there's tons of reasons why. But in your opinions, what do you think? I'll let you take. Wh- what can well,
2: we do I mean, better? Getting real philosophical, but uh, this is good because because ultimately, in, in my estimation, it kind of come down to some kind of fear.
1: Hmm.
2: You, you know, we're all humans. And we're all part of the human experience. But there, ultimately, if you choose to not get involved in someone else's life, don't ask that question. Look, it's none of my business. I'm not going to go over there and ask them what's wrong, if they're okay. I'm not going to call that person. If you make those those individual decisions, I want to stay to myself an individual, I'm nobody's business, that that. that you have to ask your question, why? Why do you think it's best for you to be that way? Because you're a human. And we're, we're, in, we're in this world where relationship is, is ingrained in who we are. So there's something that you're afraid mm. of happening maybe it's something that's going to be a little out of your control, maybe out of your comfort zone, or I'm, I don't know what they're going to say. I don't know if they'll accept me. I don't know if they'll understand me. Well, there's a lot of things, and the I don't knows can keep you from doing a lot of stuff. Mm. And when it comes to relationship, I think, you know, in in our case, we rely so much on our faith and on our belief in God and how he he, he uh, um, uh, structures the, the circumstances and the people and the things that happen in our lives so that we can know him more and know us ourselves more mm. and better. And, and all he wants to do is, is teach us how to love well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's at the bottom of the bottom line. And so these things that keep us from investing in each other have to do with I, I'm, I'm choosing not to go there. And you'd have to ask your question, why? Mm-hmm. I love that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think vulnerability <laughs>
2: um, mm-hmm. Is, mm-hmm.
1: Is, is, is very difficult. And, and, and I think the, the other thing is somebody just said the other day to me, you know, we, we, all, we all probably have something dysfunctional in our background. You know, and so and so sometimes it's, you know, depending on what that is, um, I don't know if there's triggers or something, uh, but sometimes a relationship is just built on is so much trust. Mm -hmm. And if that's ever been broken for whatever reason, it's very hard to sometimes trust again. You choose
2: not to build.
1: And I and mm-hmm. I feel like I think in both of our careers, whether it's, it's shepherding, and he's learned so much more in that field than you ever will in the in the box church, and I and I didn't mean to say it like box church, but I just mean this is reality shepherding, yes. and probably so much more lessons than the seminary ever could give, um, and and I just feel like with with the, the nursing background, I just always knew when I was four. That's that's what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why we want to bring people here because we like being around people. We really do. And if we can help you... um in, in any, in any way, you know, whatever the subject may be, we, we want to do that and not at the expense of our relationship or our time and, and, getting stressed out. That's, that's the burnout factor is real. Again, mm-hmm. yeah. we, 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 we suffered through that trying to help everybody trying to provide mm-hmm. to all the stores, all the milk. You know, yeah. But I will tell you everything you need to know so that you can have your own. Mm -hmm.
2: And you know what? Furthermore, if I can build on that or hitchhike on that, shall we say, is that is that you know you say it's just a bar of soap, but when a person uses it and then Mm -hmm. finds out, boy, I feel good. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not scratching. I can sleep through the night. Mm -hmm. When somebody writes you a testimonial that says, "I slept through the night for the first time." in my life
1: their eczema that's, she was yeah. wrapped that's up the eczema comment. that's uh, an unbelievable...
2: so i say uh, to myself you know what this is this is allowing a person mm-hmm. to rest mm-hmm. and then that brings us full circle and where do we live uh-huh. travelers rest uh-huh. and Aww. so it's a prophetic picture of what the intention is and should be for every city even if it's not named travelers rest ours is so we have this picture to live up to that, you know what? We're all traveling. Some people stay, some people go. But but in that process, we need to be able to rest mm. and feel good at the end of the day about what who we are and what we've mm. been doing.
0: Thank you guys so much for all your time today. I really appreciate it. Um, and we'll make sure all your info gets on the uh, description so people mm. can find you and learn some more. But thank you so much for taking the time out and talking with me today. Oh, it's,
1: been it's been a thrill to have you here, Rebecca.
0: Thank you to John and Rachel for joining us today. You can order your soap or learn more about upcoming events at redclaysoap.com and follow them on Instagram for your daily goat fix. Don't forget to follow Conversation Mill on Instagram for episode previews and join Conversation Mill at conversationmill.substack.com for additional chats with our guests, entrepreneurship tips leadership training, and member-only content. And as always, thank you for listening to Conversation Mill and being part of our community.